Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Uh, this is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John Taylor. Hello, John. Happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. I forgot to you know mention that last hour. Yes, Happy Pi Day. And Brian, Happy Pi Day. Happy Pi Day. 3.14. You know, there was a my dad was a mathematician, MIT ah. geek, ah. and he he his favorite joke was, "Hey, John, what's pi squared?" I said, uh, "He said, cobbler." <laughs> God, <laughs> okay. All right, come on. It was a dad uh, joke uh, well, my, from a math nerd. <laughs> well, my father taught math at uh, high school level for thirty odd years, so yeah, uh, I, I I was not good at math. I was good at geometry. That's the only thing I. I was at. scared by it because my dad was so. Br- he I had know. a four-year scholarship, full boat paid to MIT. He was like yeah. a beautiful mind. Wow, kind of one thing. of those. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. No, no. My dad was not that. He had, but he went to. Um, uh, what did he go into? He went to BU for his masters in, in chemistry, and then when he moved out here with my my mother because she has allergies, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he, this is a long, long time. It was 1953, I think. When people moved he, places right, for the air. Right. Um, he walked into LAUSD, and, and he says, "I have here's my teaching credential, and I, you know, majored in chemistry at you know at." Uh, Boston University, that's uh, where I have my, my master's degree. And they said, well, we don't have anything in chemistry, but can you teach math? He said, sure. You know, what sure. the heck? Yeah. And they said, okay, here. And he went to the same same high school for 30-odd years. And taught math. Yes. Wow, good for him. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, oh, I can do that. You can't do that today. I mean, you know, you can't yeah. walk into LSUSD and they say, what did you want to You know, here, we teach this. There is a um, a bridge in Boston that goes over the Charles River, mm-hmm. and it basically leads to MIT. It's the Mass Ave right. Bridge, and it goes at the widest point of the Charles River. And there is a measurement done in paint on the the sidewalk of this very long bridge. Mm-hmm. And the Mass Ave Bridge is, is measured in smoots. And in my dad's fraternity in the late 50s, he had a fraternity brother named Oliver Smoot. And they marked off the bridge in you know tipping him up end over end and making marks so the the bridge is 365 smoots and one ear is it still there it they've been repainting it for like 60 years wow it's a smoot yeah it's just part of the it's lore still it's still there of, it's part of the lore from the and, it, and they've yeah. repainted it over the years so there's like these thick <laughs> painted and repainted markers but if you're ever in boston if that, they ever let us fly places if, again if they ever let us fly you're right go yeah. and take a walk across that bridge and count the smoots it's kind of fun that's a good idea on Pi Day. You know, we were talking about uh, the BMW iX3 and the fact that it's not coming to the U.S. market. I forgot to mention another big reason. It was rear drive only. Hmm. They didn't make it. They didn't engineer the chassis for all-wheel drive, which is kind of odd because its competitors, which is the Model Y, the Mustang Mach-E, and the, um, the Jaguar I-Pace, are all all-wheel drive cars. You know, so... I wonder with uh, with traction control and you know sophisticated yeah. electronic management, uh, you don't need it. Do you need to no. have four wheel no. drive? Uh, no. Do you need? But what about rear wheel drive? Because I come from the, the the land where that's Fishtail City in well, in snow. Okay, yeah, but. And will that manage the traction yeah, to sure. the point it, it that mo- you won't skid it, spin out? Yeah, modern wheel-wheel drives do not do that. I mean, they, it's all been managed through various you know, electronic nannies that, that work everything it's out. It's been so long since I've driven in snow. Yeah. Plus, the cars are more balanced. I mean, I remember the days when people had a rear-drive car and that used to put, like, 
bags of sand in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. You know, to get traction totally. for, the, for the car. So. Kitty litter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bags of kitty what, litter. Whatever you could put in the trunk to give it, you know, to give it traction. I think that we're past that. But cinder you know, blocks. But, but it also the other thing is that that there's usually a smaller motor that's more efficient up front, and if you the proper electronic management systems for the battery will route power to the front wheels when. To save, you know, save electrons. But it doesn't matter. They're not going to sell it here anyway. Apparently not. So, but what is coming next is the, um, I guess it's going to be the i4 sedan. Mm-hmm. Yes, which I, I don't know if you saw. It. They they showed it at the at the at the virtual Geneva Auto Show. The right, because no one right. could go there. Yeah, the uh, the iX4 is basically the four series Grand Coupe. You know that the nice looking three series yeah. basically is the four series Grand Coupe, and they, they which sh- means no headroom. Well, in the, in the rear seat, yeah. the, fr- the front seat you're okay, but the rear seat is you know because they have a sloping, coupe, coupe. coupe-like, coupe-like, yeah. you know. I, I, the, the, it's just it's amazing to me that they call everything a four door coupe these days. But that's what it is. So so that's coming next, um, and that one they BM, this one has an eighty kilowatt hour battery, and BMW says it will deliver two hundred and seventy miles of range, which is still falls quite short of the Model 3 uh, long-range uh, all-wheel drive will probably be about 320, 325. So, you know, n- not as good. I, I just want to have the sound and the, and the rumble of the V8 engine. Do you know that you can get that now? Oh, tell me more yes, about this it, technology. It, 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 no, it, uh, you can, it, uh, there are uh, various programs that will uh, replicate the sound in the car. So you could dial in. All right. So I'm yes. driving. I'm driving my Tesla. But today I feel like I want to drive a 440 Chrysler 1969 Charger. I, I've I've seen people do it. You know, they've they've added it. You know, like somehow they've you know hacked the system so they could add a like a add-on thing. But I think that the manufacturers are going to do it too. I think especially like um, uh, Porsche or Lamborghini are going to do it so that because their customers expect to hear a V12. And they may not have one. And in the Mercedes, they can just put the um, the little, you know, you have the little perfume dispenser. That's right. There's a perfume dispenser. You could get one that just yeah. puts burning oil in there. Yeah. You know, and just make it a whole you throwback could, you, thing. You, you, you it's smell. basically all we want is the sound of Grand Theft Auto. Exactly. And they, be able to choose the sound we want. And now somebody that was uh, just driving down the street the other day passed me. Uh, I put it in reverse, and it made this weird sound. It was the uh, the Audi uh, e-track. E- what do they call it? The, the the e-tron the e-tron and he put it in he go, i said oh, i missed the sounds he goes no this makes a sound and he put it in reverse and it made this brr, 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 oh brr. yeah no, they, they're doing that for european markets yeah so we don't it, run it, people over it, in no, the it's supermarket been, um it, the european market now requires them to have some sort of low speed warning noise uh my model three does not have it the new Model 3 is all being made with a speaker or like somewhere in the front bumper area. And and that one actually can be programmed to make like fart noises. And <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, you, can, I can program my car right now when I when I do the windshield wipers or when somebody's sitting down on the seats. I can program different sounds into it. You know, it's part of the little you know, Easter eggs that Tesla provides to you. So, so you like, can make it squeak like the old... Well, it's what it. I mean, like it'll fart when you turn the windshield wiper. I mean, you know, when you turn the uh, turn signals on or something. Yeah. So, but but uh, you know, I think that they, now that they have the outside speaker, they'll probably be able to program it to do whatever you want. Very tasteless for a Tesla. It sure is, but it's, it's fun. It is fun. Now, uh, you don't drive a Jeep Wrangler or, Jet or, or Gladiator, do you? No, I don't. Did you know that some of them are actually made with manual transmissions? 
get out. Yes. Uh, except they're being recalled. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, both Wranglers and Gladiators. Uh, the clutch pressure plate could overheat and fracture, causing debris to con- to contact uh, to uh, contact ignition and fuel lines, and then set it on fire. Why don't you just set it on fire to begin? So it's the little pieces of flying debris from your clutch plate well, that actually nick the, 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 the fuel lines the fuel lines and stuff. Nice. <laughs> so they're recalling 33,000 of them. And they uh, if they, they said they don't actually say that you should stop driving them, but you probably should uh, and bring it in. It's a 2018 through two, 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 through 2022 Wranglers, 2020 Wranglers and the gladiators that were built in 2020. Um, you can check by going to uh, the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website and typing in your VIN and see if you're affected. But, you know, generally there's not too many of these manual transmission cars out there. Well, you have to order the um, the very expensive Combusto uh, option package, which oh, really? yeah, gave you asbestos seats and a fire extinguisher. Well, you, that helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the asbestos can keep you from being burnt at any time. You just breathe it you know, while it's being burnt. It's be very good. Um, let's see. Uh, the uh, Cadillac Lyric, we talked about that earlier. That's Lyric. Lyric <laughs> is uh, scheduled for, it was scheduled for uh, to be, uh, you know, debuted to the world on in the first week of April, but they've postponed it due to the coronavirus. Um even though this, you know, they could just show it virtually like everybody else. Like but, Geneva Auto Show. Yeah, like exactly like the Geneva Auto Show. But no, apparently they're going to just postpone the reveal to, to a date uncertain, which I think is stupid. I mean, wh- you have it. Why not just show it? You know, or bring it over to Jay Leno's garage. Yeah. Get, well, you get you, know, you could get you get, uh, you know, any way you could do this. So uh, more coronavirus fallout is that Italy is essentially a shutdown production of all autos. Except which one? Guess which one isn't still shutting down? Um, the Lamborghini. Ferrari. Oh, okay. Ferrari. Lamborghini is shutting down, but Ferrari has decided not to. Hmm. There's just no visitors to the factory. Yeah. So, uh, so you can still get your, you know, don't worry if you ordered a Ferrari, you'll still get it. But a Lamborghini, you may have to wait a little longer. Oh, well. It but, might be you know, worth the wait. That That is true. Uh, let's see. Uh, Rivian, uh, my, my favorite new electric uh, truck maker, had planned on several events in several cities in Miami, New York, Los Angeles, Boulder, Chicago, Detroit. Uh, those are now all being postponed because, you know, they're all basically meet and greets to drive the car. And I guess they don't want to do that with those fires out there. The New York Auto Show got nixed this week. Uh, that's that's gone. They say they're going to you know postpone it till August. Uh, I don't know why they can't do the virtual show just like Geneva did. I used to love going to the auto show and you get those big Toyota always had plastic bags. And you could put all of your brochures in, and you just yeah. like 10 pounds of brochures. Well, Toyota used to give out the best um, uh, grocery shopping bags. Right. I still have some of them. From car shows. Yes, and from car can, shows, you yes. You get all your brochures into They don't give story. those out anymore. I no. mean, they, you know, they don't give brochures anymore. Or bags. No, they basically give you either, either they give you a thumb drive, or they give you just a, a little card that says, here, go to our website, and here's everything that you need there. So you don't have to carry around anything anymore. For a little kid, though, the brochure is pretty awesome. Although I guess maybe it is. The, the brochures and looking at the pictures, you know, right there or something And special. I wish I still had them. I'd have them on eBay now Yeah, from the um, 70s. That's true. Uh, the, you can get them. They're pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Uh, Honda took the wraps off their uh, 2021 Odyssey minivan. 
Uh, it's got a nicer looking face, which is good, and an upgraded interior. Powertrain, though, is the same 3.5 liter V6 and 10-speed automatic transmission, uh, but it still doesn't offer all-wheel drive. Toyota offers all-wheel drive on the Sienna, and uh, Pacifica just added it as an option. So they're the only ones that haven't done it. It's amazing they're making minivans still with so many SUVs on the market. I know, but they're so cool. Yeah. I love minivans. I really do. I love the sliding doors. The, the one, I have one. I love the stow and go <laughs> yes. on the Chrysler. I, I have a, I have, that's what I have. I have, I have a Dodge. Um, caravan? Car, yeah, Grand Caravan. Oh, Grand Ooh. Caravan. And it has the stow and go seats and all that. So. That's an amazing yeah. piece of uh, engineering. It is. It's great. Unfortunately, the rest of the car is not an amazing piece the, of the engineering. The Pacifica is a lot better. The, yeah. the Pacifica itself, the, the Grand Caravan, not so much. No. I mean, I only have it for, you know, moving a few things. But other than that, I don't drive the car because it's really a piece of crap. But the Pacifica is a lot better than that. So um, Jim Farley, who's the COO of Ford, showed a compact pickup truck to its dealers at an event in Tucson this past week. Uh, as reported by Automotive News, it should hit showrooms in late 2021, priced at less than $20,000. So is this going to be an old, like old school compact, like remember the Ford I think Courier? It, it has to be smaller than the Ranger. Right. So it, it would have to be. Cool. It'll be interesting to see, but it will be a unibody. So my guess is, is this going to be the same as the Bronco, except looking like a pickup truck? On it's a Focus just, platform. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing. That's, that's what I think we're going to see. Uh, this is Todd Bianco with Jim Ta- Jane, John Taylor. I'll and, be James Taylor. And, and, no, you're not James You can be Carly John Simon. John Taylor and, and Brian, and you're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John Taylor. John. Hello. Hello. And Brian. Hello. Hello. Um, did you know that Elon Musk is shopping for a place to build his Cybertruck? Is he going to build it in outer space? He is not. Uh, right now, there's no place to build it. So they are shopping for a factory somewhere else in the United States. He wants it somewhere in the middle of the United States huh. so, it's, uh, so that it's good logistically for distribution. And uh, there's been talk about being in, um, in Texas somewhere if they would have him. I mean, you know, Texas doesn't like, you know, electric, but, but they do like big trucks. Elon Musk sounds vaguely foreign. Well, he is South African. Yeah. He, I mean, he was. I mean, yeah. he's, a, he's an American citizen now, but he was, came from South Africa. So this is, what vehicles is this going to be? The Cybertruck. The Cybertruck. Oh, is that that the, weird? Yes. Thing? Are they really going to build that? Who's going to buy have, that? They have 500,000 orders. 500,000? Yeah. Did yeah. you say half a million? Yeah. <laughs> is, that on, is that a typo? No. Okay, yeah, I build it then. People want it. Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, so it looks like a, it looks like a, a dust buster. I love it. I you absolutely do? love it. Yeah. It's so out there. It's so beyond, you know, 
anything else that's on the road. Plus, I, you know, I like the, you know, he was talking about a 600 mile range on it or five or 600 mile range. I like that. I like that a lot. It looks and, like that thing that makes uh, Julian's tomatoes for salad. Oh, yes. Know? Like a grater. <laughs> yes. 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 That's, but it has a laser laser beam light bar at the top. What more could you want? A laser beam light bar. Yeah. And Dr. Evil couldn't even get sharks with you laser couldn't. beams. I mean, yes. Yeah, Give me a freaking break. So, Throw me yeah. a bone. Uh, so they, the, the rumors are that it's probably going to be around Nashville, Tennessee. So. What's the price on that thing going to be? Uh, it starts at 49 49000 Yeah. So basically, you know, you're, what are you competing with? All pickup trucks. Yeah, I mean, have you have you seen some of the cost of the pickup trucks on the market? It's amazing. Oh, they're sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars easily. Some of these things that people buy every option on them. You know, it's it's astounding what people will spend. I've got a Laredo King Ranch. Oh yeah, oh big, all those things. Yeah, or or what's the GMC version of it? Uh, uh, Denali. I got a I got a Eddie Bauer Denali. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they're shopping. So if you, you know, they're probably going to buy and start building something very soon because uh, they have such high um, demand for it. They want to get a factory done and do it fast before fast. people change their minds. Well, they, they built their whole they built that whole Chinese factory in less than a year and started cranking out cars in less than a year. I wonder what effect the coronavirus is going to have long term on the industry. We're I, probably going to see some amazing incentives coming out from the manufacturers I, to move I think vehicles. That, I think that's going to happen, too. Uh, you know, the, the Chinese government, um, when, when this is something that uh, happened to the Model 3, um, they were built with hardware 2.5. What that means is my car has a hardware 2.5. All cars now are supposed to have hardware 3.0. All that means is, is that there's a new processing chip in it. Mm-hmm. And the processing chip is like 100 times faster than what was there. Uh, and the new ones that they cranked out in China did not have that chip. And when the owners found out, they complained. And the Chinese government said to Tesla, hey, what did you do? And Tesla said it was because of the coronavirus that they couldn't get the chips. Okay, the chips are manufactured... Well, they're, they're designed by Tesla, but they're manufactured by Samsung in Texas. Okay. Okay, so, and these cars were built in January. So, I don't know how much the coronavirus figured into that. Doesn't sound like it figures in at all. Well, you know what the Chinese government told them? What did they tell them? They said, no effing way, you're going you're gonna to have to change it out. They can. They, it, Tesla can easily swap it out. Uh, you know, they, they can do it in less than a day. You have to bring your car in, but they can do it in less than a day. They can't do that just by, oh, no, that's hardware. No, yeah, this yes. is hardware. Yeah. Actually, they can come to you and do it, too. They, they can, you know, remote service will come to you to do it. But uh, they can swap it out. And I can have it swapped out on my car, but it's going to cost. So it's a $4,000 upgrade. Wow. Yeah, well, it's a chip. It's expensive. And they should come to you, especially during the coronavirus thing. That's right. Who wants to sit around in a germ-ridden waiting room? Exactly. Uh, Did you know that the sedan is not dead? Did you hear that? The sedan is not dead? It is not. Cool. Yes. uh, Hyundai is going to come out with... I don't know if you saw the new Sonata. It's really a beautiful new car, the Sonata. And now they're going to come out with an Elantra that that is just as pretty, you know, really beautifully designed sedan uh, that will... You know, again, they're at least competing. I mean, you know, the, the, the you know, here the, the big three domestic, if you can call them domestic manufacturers, all gave up on that segment. But, you know, Honda, Nissan, and Toyota, Toyota. didn't give up on it, and neither did Hyundai. Uh, and, and by the way, the Elantra. The no, in Kia, which, well, brother, sister, you know, sister, yeah. sister companies. But yeah, um, they, and I'm sure we'll see a new Kia Forte in another, you know, few months. That's how they usually go. Um, but the, it's their number one selling car worldwide. They've already sold, I don't know how many million, 13.8 million of them worldwide since they first came out. 
I like sedans. I I think one of the prettiest uh, on the market is the is the Accord. Yes, it's actually a good-looking car. It catches my eye. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a good-looking car. It's got car. that fastback thing, too, though. Yeah. It's got this sort of too. It's almost a coupe. Now, what caught my eye is that they say they're having the uh, the worldwide reveal in West Hollywood, California, where I live, during the week. What are they going to re- They're going to reveal the Hyundai? No. The, the, the new Elantra. Oh. And they don't say where. But, I mean, the only place it could be is at the Pacific Design Center. But I don't know where else. So I'm gonna, I didn't get my invitation. I did not get my invitation. I'll call Todd Barnes over at the yes. Abbey. Yeah. Make sure you get one. Oh, no. They're, they're closed. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Coronavirus. <laughs> You're listening to John Taylor and Todd Bianco with Brian. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John Taylor. I love your slogan, your car is not a refrigerator. I, I used to run a website called carsnotarefrigerator.com. Yeah. And Bollinger Motors has a pickup truck that looks like a refrigerator. It does indeed. And they had a big announcement this week. I mean, if you, if, you, if you went to the L.A. Auto Show, they had these at the L.A. Auto Show. The Bollinger is supposed to be the world's most capable pickup. That's what they tell you. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an EV startup, the B1. They make a pickup truck and an SUV, uh, which basically just covers the back of the pickup truck. Uh, it starts at 125000 And it looks like it was made by somebody who had a Tinker Toy set. Yes, it's very squared off. And look, the hinges are on the outside of the doors. Yes. Didn't we put those inside the doors a long time ago? Mm, yes, but, uh, you know, Jeeps still have them well, that's true. on the outside. So uh, they published all their patents for their proprietary skateboard platform this week. Uh, it's referred to as the E-chassis. It's designed to meet the needs of Class 3 trucking. So our GVW is what? It, between ten and 14,000 pounds. So that's a heavy vehicle. It is. The CEO, Robert Bollinger, said that they knew that there was a commercial aspect to the platform. It could be used not only for cab on chassis, but entirely new truck bodies on the same platform and it would pro- and it would help propel the world into an all-electric future faster. Uh, Bollinger said it will license this platform to anyone who wants to use it. So it can be made to suit uh, rear drive, front drive, or all-wheel drive applications and payloads of up to 5,000 pounds. The wheelbase can be easily adjusted to ver- suit various body types. The E-chassis comes with air suspension and independent front and rear setups. Uh, it can be fitted with a, with a 
portal gear hubs for off-road duty. Possible battery sizes ranging from 120 to 180 kilowatt hours, and the e and the e-chassis uh, with its features its own integral thermal management system to ensure that the batteries are always at their optimal temperature. Now the payload is only 5,000 pounds. It doesn't sound like the world's most capable anything. Well, but it has a GVW of 10 to 14. That's pretty good, right? I guess. I guess. What can it tow? Uh, a lot. I mean, it's got. A, they don't say what the towing capacity is. They should. Well, they should tell us about the capabilities of this right. thing if they're going to call themselves the world's most capable truck. Right. It'll be available for commercial use starting next year. And I'm going to call uh, it the world's most allegedly they're capable. They're based uh, just outside of, of, um, yeah, of uh, Detroit, Michigan, and they uh, are not saying if they have any other customers, but hey, good for them. It's in Ferndale, Michigan, in case you ever have been. And it at. comes in any color you like as long as it's black. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, we had uh, we had another uh, casualty to the coronavirus uh, uh, Grand Tour. Uh, have you seen the Grand Tour on Amazon Prime? Right. Right. Jeremy uh, Clarkson. Yes. Jeremy Clarkson. Captain Rick, Slow. Yes. Uh, James May and Richard the Hammond. The Hamster. They have been doing, uh, they've been doing boats lately. Uh, the the fourth season. Mm -hmm. They've been doing boats up, up and down various very exotic rivers where, you know, they're not, you know, they're, they're, they don't speak the language, let's put it that way. And the people look at them like they've got three heads as they go down these rivers. So, uh, they, but everything's been postponed. They're ready to go. But uh, the, all their, everything's been just put on hold. Yeah, Europe is yeah. the hot spot yeah. for coronavirus. Another, and there, and yeah, I, I think we talked about earlier, uh, the Fast and Furious one is going to be postponed. Uh, and you can, this was their quote off of Twitter. Our global, uh, moving the day will allow our global family to experience our new chapter together. We'll see you next spring. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, however, we talked about the panic in uh, Italy. Uh, and we know that EV batteries need to be cooled or heated properly. Well, it looks like, um, according to the researchers at UC Riverside, so not far from here, uh, they found a way to do better thermal management and to make the batteries last longer. So uh, they are offering their research to various manufacturers, and you know they're hoping to integrate their. They have new algorithms on how to manage the you know the batteries, and that they're going to offer them to various manufacturers to integrate into their battery management software. As an EV driver yes. and as a part-time desert dweller, yes, sir. does the climate in, in, in the Coachella Valley make it uh, worse for EVs? Or hybrids? I, not, I, I don't really have a problem with it. I mean, the, the thermal management in the Tesla is pretty good. It's even better in the Model Y, apparently. But uh, uh, when it gets too hot, the battery has to cool itself. But if it's too cold, the battery has to warm up. I've had more problems with the car. I'm going to say problems. I've had range reductions when it's been really cold than, I, than it has been when it's really hot. Because it takes more energy to heat the battery and to heat the inside of the car than it does to cool it apparently. So it, it, it sucks up a little more battery when it's cold. Um, but other than that, I don't really, you know, I haven't really noticed much. The warmer is always better. The batteries like to be a certain temperature. They don't want to be too hot, but they like to be warm, not you know, but if, 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 if anybody's had a, you know, your cell phone sometimes get, gets hot when you charge it. Shuts down. Yeah. Or, and, you know, everybody's had a laptop that's kind of warm at the bottom, mm -hmm. you know, even though they've got a little fan or whatever going or what, trying to cool itself. It's, it's been it's been a problem. So, yeah, I, I don't know. The, I, I haven't really had a problem. And, the, and thermal management is getting better and better these days. Um, let's see. Uh, did you? Yeah, I did not know about this, but then we talked about this before the uh, show started. The Diesel Brothers. You've never seen their show? 
Diesel Brian? Brothers on Discovery Channel. They're the guys that make those big, thick plumes of black smoke come they, out they of... They do the coal thing. Big. Have you seen the, the Diesel no, Brothers I, on I Discovery? Have, I, I, haven't. I haven't either. Well, apparently they're Henry Heavy D. Sparks and Diesel Dave Kiley, better known as the Diesel Brothers on the Discovery Channel, have been ordered to pay $848,000 in fines for illegally modifying the emissions control systems of diesel pickup trucks. Uh, the Standard Examiner newspaper in Utah uh, reports that the fines stem from around 400 violations of removing or bypassing their particular filters or catalysts that reduce the NOx and soot emissions. Utah, believe it or not, Utah Physicians for a Healthy Environment, uh, <laughs> hey, uh, b- brought the lawsuit against the Diesel Brothers uh, and claimed that the modifications performed on the trucks increased their emissions by 10 to 30 times as much as those on unmodified trucks. The diesel, the emissions were uh, were obvious on the Diesel Brothers builds as plenty of the trucks were driven uh, you know, and sold can be seen on their social media platforms called and with they call it rolling coal mm-hmm. that's what they call this thing where you see this this gigantic truck like blowing out this big billows of black smoke it's kind of like the opposite of the volkswagen yes. thing yes you know it's like they're not trying to cover up it being dirty they're making it dirty on purpose and charging people to it do was it. and do you know this as, as a tesla owner i'm on some of the tesla forums mm-hmm. they do it deliberately to a tesla they'll 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 race up get in front of you and then blow their smoke directly into the car and and it's it's a political <laughs> statement it this is, is like, it, it is because it, hey snowflake yeah. driving your electric car yeah so um get a dose of my particulates yeah <laughs> so it's a it, so you know it's a, it's, a, it's a significant fine for a you know a tv show yeah you know basically of what they've done uh you know, but there's another thing that pick, pickups truck do is they uh, park in EV charging stations. That's called uh, squatting, icing, no, icing. icing. Well, they're just going to have to figure another way to it, bully it's, people. It's because it's an internal combustion engine, and when they park in, they, it's called icing. <sighs> see, see, there's a. <laughs> it's like bullies are just going to bully. They are. So, um, you know, contrary to popular myth, there are performance products that boost power but still maintain vehicle emissions. So they didn't do it. They, you know, their cold air intakes, intake manifolds, cylinder head, you know, camshafts, other modifications, all certified by the California Air Resources Board and sold, installed, and used on public roads in all 50 states, but they decided not to use them. Well, Discovery's Diesel Brothers are in deep doo-doo. Well, you know, it's a problem. Nine, how much? 800000 848000 Good. And that was just being sued in Utah. You know, I, I, I got to believe that there's going to be more lawsuits coming. I think, Todd, you should sue them <laughs> for parking in your charging space. Well, they, did not, they iced you. Well, icing doesn't generally happen in California. No. It happens in other states that are a little more hostile to EVs. Yeah. I mean, why they couldn't just let it, let it alone or leave it alone, but they, they don't. So it's, it's a mystery. Uh, one of the things that caught my eye uh, this week is that the is that Automobile Magazine had their all-star lists of uh, for the year. And I wanted to sort of go down this with you because, you know, you you and I are familiar with most of these cars and uh, some of them are actually pretty interesting is what they chose. And they're not all, you know, 
Lamborghinis or something like that. They're and are, are they in any specific order or do they just happen to be all-stars? They don't uh, say who's the best of all? Because they, they're all different kinds of it's, classes. It's and, a way to sell magazines. Yeah, basically, pretty much. basically what they do is they test all these cars. There's a bunch of editors that get together and they all give marks to the cars and this is what the editors say. So what's our first category to look at? Uh, the first category for the all-stars is... Um, pages sticking together uh, is uh, well. I just have the winners. <laughs> the well, yes, it's just the winners. I mean, yeah. but there's several winners in every category. Uh, okay, so you have uh, Corvette. Uh, that was the number one all around. I think is the yep. the new Corvette, the C8, the mid-engine Corvette. Yes. And Bentley Continental GT, which is on the Porsche Panamera platform. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know how they made it so ugly. Uh, the new one looks better <laughs> on that nice platform, but they did. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Kia Telluride has uh, scored huge marks as an automobile all-stars winner. Yes, um, uh, Consumer Reports loves the Telluride. I like the look of it. Myself. Everybody likes the look of it. That's just it. I mean, it's it's and it's they can't keep them in stock. I mean, the moment they show up on the you know they're like in stock for three or four days and then they're gone. I mean, they're they can't make enough of them. Uh, we have the Ford Mustang, the Shelby GT500. Of course. And g- gorgeous car. It is. It's a gorgeous car. Uh, Mazda 3 did very well. Uh, their uh, but, premium package. But sales are way down on the Mazda 3. It's such an upscale interior, though. You get in that it car, is. if you didn't see the Flying M Seagull or yes. whatever, you would swear you were in an Audi or in, in a BMW. Yeah, right. And I also, th- I also think the sheet price. metal looks very it looks upscale because it's, it's beautifully... Put together, it's it looks sculpted. It's sculpted, look very flowing, very you know, very very well done sheet metal. It's sculptural, but it's not easy to do it that way. No, it's, it costs it, more. It, it, it costs more, and it, it looks better. The 2020 Toyota Supra made it as an automobile all-star winner. But I don't think they put the BMW Z4 on, did they? No, I don't they think didn't. They did, and they're they're essentially the same mechanicals. I mean, they they both are running uh, ZF uh, eight-speed automatic and a uh, three-liter uh, twin-turbo BMW uh, inline six. All right, we have uh, the Subaru Outback. Of course. Was an all-star contender this contender. year. Contender. Yes. So we just gave you the all-stars. Of course, Porsche 911 is in there and Carrera S. Uh, they're in the all-stars. But yeah, so contenders, uh, you know, the also-rans. Uh, the A220 from Mercedes was a, a contender, a Subaru WRX. Well, the A220, have you seen many of those on the road? That's their new entry-level car. It used to be the CLA 250 or whatever it was. Now it's the A220. Is See, I can't keep track of the numbers. If I they know. called it the... Well, it's, but, Gazelle. Well, but it's the A class. Yeah. A, you know, Mercedes is easier. A, B, C. Right. You know. S. S. Yes. I'll take an S. And and, the, and they have E class. They don't have a D class though. Or they, an F class. No, they do not. It's probably a good no, thing. Probably a good thing. But yeah, they have the E class and then they have the GL class. Uh, Lamborghini made it as a all star contender. Which one did they say? The Huracan Evo. Oh, the Evo, the 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 latest version of the Huracan. Huracan. I'm sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Is aren't as aren't all Lamborghinis named after some bullfighter or bull? I think I so. I think something like that. It's, it's it's part of the gestalt of being a Lamborghini that you know because their 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 logo is the is the you know charging bull. They are the full fronts. of bull. They are full of bowl uh but we will look at more of the all-stars when we get back this is todd bianco i'm here with john taylor and brian and this is all revved up on ihub radio we'll be right back
news, weather, truth, and fun. We're iHub Radio, homegrown in the Coachella Valley. For the love of cars, this is All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John Taylor this week. Thank you for sitting in with me. This it's has fun. been terrific. I don't have any car credentials other than being like a total oh, car you, geek the, the and shirt, nerd. The shirt. I mean, he's, he's wearing this, this a t-shirt with cars all over it. And I think I can... I Name that car on my I mean, shirt. Like, I, that's a Ford Falcon. That's yeah. an old Dodge Charger, like 66, I think. And um, I'm not quite sure that what this one is, this blue one down here, the four-door thing. Oh, I... Is that a, uh, oh, it's a, oh, this is that a, one? No, the one above it. The, 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 that's a Thunderbird, and then there's a Cadillac, I think. Yeah, that's a Cadillac, like it's, a 62. Okay. So, yeah. They're all like cars with yeah. minor fins. Yes. And, and chrome and fun. No, well, that, yeah, or, or you know, there's a Mercury Cougar and a, there's a Javelin, you know, and a, you know, a 60s Eldorado. Yeah, those are the front-wheel drive ones. Yes. I wear this when I go to McCormick's. When we have is the, that right? When we have the McCormick's. The, the auction. And yeah. The, yeah. And I usually go on the Fridays so that you can walk around. You know, the free, the the free f- day. The free, I agree, yeah. I cheap out. But yeah. I always get a lot of comments on this shirt. So but it's a great shirt. I, I mean, wore it I, just for you. Well, thank you because I, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. I, like I said, I can name almost every car there. I think so. Um, you should see the underwear. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, that that's for after the show, folks. It's uns- unsafe at any speed. It's all Corvairs. <laughs> oh dear God! Well, I like a Corvair. Now, don't 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 diss my Corvair. They're on the backside. I love, especially rear I, engine. I love those cars. Uh, I, there's, there's, you can see videos on YouTube of, of General Motors like promo videos of these. Yes, things. I mean long ones. You know, long going through the, fills. the rivers, right? And, rivers and and you know goes goes over sand and goes through everything else. And how the core van is better than everything else. I've seen all those. They're my great. my great uncle um, Richard Dietrich, and he was he was um, uh, business partners for a long time with this. A friend of his from high school, Mousy Moroso. Remember the Moroso headers? Okay. That were added onto hot hot rods. Anyway, so he had this Dietrich Engineering Company, did all these hot rod parts, and he bought his mother two Corvairs, like in the mm-hmm. 60s and early 70s. And I thought if he was buying her, you know, he knew yeah. about engineering. They were well-engineered cars. I and mean, Ethel loved hers. You know, unsafe at any speed. He should have gone after Volkswagen Beetles, too, because it was the same suspension. and the, Swing and, axle. And Yeah, and, and frankly, it, it wasn't as dangerous as people. I mean, it's not as bad as they made it seem. It's not like an exploding Pinto. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it wasn't that, but I, I love I mean, they went through two generations of them, too. I mean, there was the first generation, and Chevy really thought this was going to be their, you know, their big new engineering thing. They really, you know, they put all sorts of money into this thing. General Motors put a lot of marketing muscle behind it, and these things sold very well at the time. Uh, you know, people loved it because there was the big frunk up, up front, you know. And the 65 through 69s were probably the prettiest cars Stylish, made. very stylish. I, I love the Monza Coupes. Yeah, you know, the, the, that roofline. You know, yeah, the roofline is just gorgeous on those cars. And Not a lot of rollover protection with that thin C-pillar. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> but, well the, there's a thin A-pillar, too. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was beautiful though but you had visibility oh, not, God, not yes. like being in the camaro of today which is like being in a pillbox yeah, or like little, a tank little, with little slit slots. windows you can't even get your yeah. arm out the window yeah at least the cyber truck has real windows and they break when you throw a rock at them but you know they, the cyber truck yeah the cyber truck you remember so you, you must have seen it on tv where they yeah. where they did the, the, the demonstration and they were going to say that the windows were bulletproof yeah they threw the rock at it and the windows broke yeah, yeah i okay. saw that well everybody saw that i mean that was you know i have a t-shirt of it now do you tesla tesla sells the t-shirts now with the broken window and at the back in the back it says cyber truck that's good marketing it right is. there have a sense of humor <laughs> right. right i mean you know it, it happened no one got hurt <laughs> right at it, least it, they found <laughs> out yeah he says uh, i think what did elon say at the time i guess we could do better on that one. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, at least we know. They actually have a video. I've seen the video. They, they, they filmed what they were doing backstage. They threw this ball at it backstage and it bounced right off. At a, a full speed like baseball. Well, just like he threw it on the on you know yeah. on the stage, he did you know I don't know if he threw it as you know hundred miles per hour baseball, but I mean he threw a, you know a pretty heavy ball right at it, and they, he did it he did it backstage, nothing happened, bounced right off, did it on stage, it broke the window. <laughs> so they, those, they actually tried it first and they worked. <laughs> maybe it just it had a hairline crack. I, I don't know. I have no from idea. the first attempt. But, and then but, he finished it off on stage in front yeah, of the world. In front of the world. So, yeah. And now you get the T-shirt. Yeah, but you know something? It, it, it gave it huge press. You know, but it just even even the mistake. It got huge worldwide press on, on that truck. And the, the, the orders keep piling in. I, I, it's unbelievable. It, Half a million yeah, orders. Uh-huh. So they really are looking for a place to build it. They really want to build it. Now, I don't know how they're going to build it because it, it doesn't. The, the, the truck they showed, I'm not sure the bumpers are legal. Right. And I'm not, and it didn't have mirrors on the side. They would rather use cameras, mm-hmm. and everybody would rather use cameras. But the U.S. regulations do not allow them to use cameras. So that's one of those things that has to be regulatory changes. Uh, and the same thing with, I believe, the the headlights up front. They wanted a whole light bar up front. There's two light bars. There's one above the windshield. That's the laser light one, and that can be narrowed, or you know, the beam can go back and forth in d- different sizes. And the they probably do a similar thing with the lights right across the front of it. And I'm not sure those are legal either, or you know. But they have to make sure that all those things are legal at the it time. It sounds like there's a lot of flexible options for blinding oncoming traffic yes. that is headed straight for you. Yes, I, mean, I think that. But th- these are probably laser, and the lasers are able to again not legal here yet. Uh, they do are legal in Europe. They're able to dim portions of the light so that it's it's dim at the, the car coming near you but it goes to the side of that car as well so you can see the, the what's be, behind it or the side of it uh, so that's that's what the new uh, adaptive laser lights do on cars and i think that that's what tesla would like to do as well so will it go around corners like the old citroen i don't it, it does have air suspension but i don't think it has that kind of air suspension no i'm talking about the the, the headlights will they oh yeah turn the headlights with the steering yeah no i don't think so because they go around the side already yeah yeah so i don't think that's going to happen and those were not legal either here the the the, the swiveling headlights that they were they had to be replaced in the, for the u.s market on the the ds and the uh, right. and the sm both had to be replaced to be fixed headlights it was a brilliant idea though it was it was a brilliant idea the videos of that look that up on oh YouTube. yeah you can look that up on with youtube the, with uh, the jazz yes it's all yes it's very french yeah it, but it's a citroen ds and it's going around these little you know mountain roads switchbacks yeah really, black and white and, and it shows yeah it's all in black and directed white. by francois Truffaut. <laughs> yeah it, it's it, you know french it, new wave it, editing but it's also there it's not just i mean it's like they have it up so they're they were somehow above the car too so they could show it so, so they could show the the actual beam of the headlights right. and what was getting lit. Yeah, but how they got above it, I'm not quite sure. Is that you know today we could do it with a drone, but back then I don't know if they were using a helicopter or what Must they were using. Must have been a helicopter. Yeah, to, to get that kind of video. For, I mean, they shot it from the Eiffel Tower. Sure, with, with a telephoto lens yeah, yes. all, all the way to some. I don't know, but watch it's fun. What are the closest mountains to the Paris? I the mean, Pyrenees. Yeah, the Pyrenees. I know. I mean, the Alps have got to be somewhere in there. There's too, some right? Alps there. Yeah, there's there's somewhere there. So yeah, no, I I, I haven't seen that. Now we I don't think we're going to get Citroen back, but it's likely we'll get Peugeot back because with the merger of uh, uh, PSA and, and Nissan and, and uh, Nissan, not not Nissan, Fiat Chrysler, right? Fiat Chrysler with PSA, um, or no. Fiat Chrysler with 
yeah, with PSA, because the other one is Renault-Nissan. That, that's the other French one. That's a Renault-Nissan alliance. But the PSA is the Peugeot, Citroën, and, uh, and uh, Opel. I have not missed them. Since they left the American oh, I market. Would, oh, there's some cool stuff. There are some There's cool a ones. CX that I would kill for. But, We're going to see know, probably a lot of consolidation in the industry. You're absolutely right. So this is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John Taylor this week. Thanks for joining us. And Brian, thank you. And thanks for everybody listening. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. See you.